The following program is paid for by Shoreline Wealth Management. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of Town Square Media, its affiliates, or advertisers. Welcome inside the huddle. Welcome to the show. It is Shore Sports Talk, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management on 94.3 The Point. Good morning to you. I am Vin Avenue here to guide you through an hour of sports talk here on Sunday morning, March 12th, 2023. Got a good show for you on deck this morning for baseball fans and especially for fans of the New York Yankees. My guest on the show today will be Brian Hoke, the Yankees beat reporter for MLB.com and Yankees.com. He's up on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Hoke, also the author of a couple books. I read one of them last week and Mission 27 that he wrote with Mark Feinsand a couple years back on the 2009 New York Yankees World Series championship team. That was title number 27. We're going to be talking this morning about the Yankees' pursuit again this season here in 2023 uh, of looking to get title number 28. So we're going to be talking about who's been playing well in spring training so far, some of the rookies who could be breaking camp with the Yankees, the pitching, the hitting, and so much more. Of course, Carlos Rodon uh, on Thursday was... Is was uh, it was announced that he was going to be missing about a week or so of time with not throwing, so he's going to be missing the beginning of the upcoming season. But I don't, doesn't from all reports, it doesn't look like it'll be a long injury, just a, a, a forearm strain. Um, but he'll be a big part of the rotation nonetheless this year. He's a big time strikeout pitcher, the big pitching acquisition for the Yankees this offseason. So we're going to talk with Brian about um, you know how the Yankees recover from a pretty tough defeat, to say the least, to the Houston Astros in the ALCS, a four-game sweep just a few months ago, what they did in the offseason, what the team looks like now heading into the 2023 season, and so much more. So Brian Hoke from MLB.com and Yankees.com, the beat reporter for the New York Yankees, will be joining me in just a little bit. But we're going to talk uh, some uh, Yankees along the way the entire hour here today. So, short sports talk here on 94.3 The Point. We're talking Yankees this morning. So, I'm going to play some clips um, in this segment and in the next segment before Brian joins me in about 10-15 minutes um, this morning. So, I'll, I'll have that for you and Brian will join the show and we'll talk about the New York Yankees with what he's seeing down there in Tampa, Florida right now as the Yankees get ready to travel back north in a couple weeks to play the San Francisco Giants on opening day in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium. So you may remember last year, former New York Yankees strength and conditioning coach Dana Cavalia, also author and doing a lot these days as well. So he's a great guy. Great performance coach um, with putting together workouts and everything. So Coach Cavalier joined us on Short Time with Vin and Dave last year, about April. And he was talking about his days working with the Yankees, which was from 2001 to 2014. Um, you know, the, the kind of athletes he worked with then, who was what into what kind of workouts and when. His time with the Yankees on you know, overall and how to prep Major League Baseball players for the upcoming season and so much more. So I'm gonna, I've got a couple clips lined up for you. We're gonna take a trip back in time here with Coach Cavalier. I'm also gonna play some clips 
in a little bit as well from my off-season interview with New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone and New York Yankees super utility player who is now playing some center field, Oswaldo Cabrera, when he came to Belmar. Boone was in Asbury Park about a month ago. Cabrera in Belmar back in December. So first, we're going to start with Coach Dana Cavalia as we're all watching the spring training or paying attention to what's going on with the New York Yankees in spring training as they're in Tampa, Florida, George M. Steinbrenner Field, and on the road um, to some of the visiting fields and complexes down there in Florida as well. So this is Coach Dana Cavalia uh, briefly on his days with the New York Yankees. He talked about it the entire segment, but just breaking down a couple parts of it that I thought were interesting to play here as we're talking about the Yankees and spring training and everything. This is Coach Cavalia on his days with the New York Yankees. What were some of the, you know, working with guys like Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez and Jorge Posada and, you know, so on and so forth. What were some of your favorite moments, your favorite memories of working uh, with some of these athletes and working with the New York Yankees from uh, 2001 to 14? Yeah, well, one thing I always like to point out is what is what I learned, and and I learned this: success does not come easy. You know, most people think players just get out on the field and they play the game and they go home, but there's a tremendous amount of preparation that goes into being able to play the game at the highest possible level. So, getting to watch these players train uh, and 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 prepare every single day was really rewarding because. You know, everybody talks about the amount of money that these players make. You know, they're paid this much. And they and again, I, I do think that a lot of people believe that they show up a little bit before the game and and then they go play a game and then they go home. But there's so much more to it. You know, I, I let people know for a seven o'clock game, you're getting to the ballpark at one o'clock. So that's six hours before game time. And guys are preparing their bodies. They're preparing their minds. Uh, they're finding ways to relax themselves so that they can perform in, in high stress situations. And, you know, they get, they get out on the field and they have to play at the highest possible level in order to be compensated and in order to take care of their family and everything else. So there's a lot that goes into being a professional athlete. And one of the greatest things that I learned was, you know, when you look at the general population, most people just kind of show and go. They show up and they hope for the best. And that's a that's that's something I never quite understood coming from professional sports into coaching even executives and and coaching folks in the general pop. Um, you know, there's there's the preparation component, and that's what I loved so much. In addition to the competitive element of being in professional sports, and as I said, if if everybody could prepare and compete every single day, ah, oh, man, the the rewards of that uh, and the satisfaction of that is amazing, especially as opposed to just sitting on your phone all day and scrolling. And then we also talked about a little bit with Coach Dana Cavalia last year on, on Short Time about what it what goes into spring training on prepping for the Major League Baseball season. Of course, again, Coach Cavalia was with the New York Yankees as their strength and conditioning coordinator from 2001 to 14, and of course, uh, was on the last Yankees World Series title in 2009. We'll get to that in in about a couple minutes. Uh, but this clip is Coach Dana Cavalia on what went into preparing for a Major League Baseball season while he was with the New York Yankees. Coach Cavalia, uh, you know, obviously baseball, a longer season than the other sports, you know, six months, possibly seven, depending on if the team makes the playoffs and how far they go. And that that's 
after you know a month usually of, of spring training and everything so how do you prepare how did you prepare athletes how what do baseball players do you know spring training and throughout the course of an entire season to make sure that they're keeping up with strength and conditioning lifts and different exercises so that they're staying in shape but not overdoing it so that they're not drained or too sore on game day or at that night yeah well, the biggest thing we do is we put them on a schedule and a plan. So we put them on a, on a personalized plan and then we schedule them as to when it is that they're going to train and execute on that plan. And then it's a coach's job along with the player's job to just manage that compliance every single day. And, and if you get people a plan and you give them clarity and they know that that plan is going to give them a positive yield and then you coach them for accountability purposes – you know, day over day, week over week, month over month, you get them to their their goal and they start to um, really trust in their plan. And you know when you got a player, when he understands that through thick and thin, good and bad, he has to always revert back to his training plan. I remember being with Mark Teixeira one day, our first baseman, and he was really struggling. And I said, Tex, what are you going to do different? And he looked at me and he looked at me and he said, nothing. I'm not going to do anything different. I'm just going to keep training and I'm going to keep staying focused on my routine. And a, a big word in the world of sports is routine, sure. routine, routine. And as soon as you uh, break a player's routine or you interrupt a player's routine, that's the fastest way to derail their performance. And and again, I, I know not everybody listening to the show is a professional athlete, but you know how often are we compliant? you know, as, as, you know, people just to our daily routine, do we have a daily routine and is that routine positive and is it well built for success and what it is that we say we want? That's what we always have to ask in building out routines and in, you know, being on a routine. And speaking of routines and workouts during spring training, uh, this is coach Dana Cavalia, again, former strength and conditioning coach with the New York Yankees from 2001 to 14 on workouts during the spring and, you know, getting ready for the season. Who were some of the guys either in the 2009 championship season or, or some of the other Yankees while you were there that, that really stood out to you as guys, you know, whether they were more reserved in terms of speaking or, you know, more loud. Guys that, while they were in the weight room or working with you before a game on a day off, that they really stood out with their, their work ethic and how they went after it in, in trying to get stronger and build up endurance. Yeah, um, you know, one of, one of my closest buddies is Andy Pettit. I mean, I remember being in Fort Lauderdale one time when we were playing the Marlins and running down the, you know, down the boardwalk area on the beach just because he had to get his workout in. We had an off day that day. Um, so it was a whatever it takes mentality with him. And it was all about work. And he never saw himself, uh, you know, as a premier pitcher. So he always had to work hard to be the premier pitcher that he that he actually was. So for him, it was all about work. It was all about getting your work in, get your work in, get your work in. And that built his mental confidence as well um uh, another player was you know everybody knows the name Derek Jeter he never um was an extreme lifter but he did lift and he made sure Monday Wednesday Friday at three o'clock he got his lifts in and if he and and if he couldn't get it in at that time we called an audible and right before batting practice we would get it in so there was always a, a commitment there and you know A-Rod another household name was was a big lifter he loved to pump iron after the game 
and lift as heavy as possible. And he was a guy that liked to lift heavy all year. It felt like it gave him more pop, more more overall strength, and grounded him out. So every player was was unique. But there's no doubt your premier names, they show up with consistency and they do the work. And that's why they are those premier names that everybody knows, the household names. They do the work, they're consistent, um, and they just kept showing up no matter what. And again, as, as mentioned, Coach Cavalier was with the New York Yankees when they won that World Series in 2009 over the Philadelphia Phillies. And he recalled where he was when the Yankees got that 27th out and what it means to him to have been a part of that 2009 World Series team. What did it mean to you to, to have that, or what does it mean to you to have that 2009 World Series ring with you? How often, how often do you wear it, and, um, and how, much of a, how much pride do you look back on uh, working with some of the athletes that went through the Yankees? Yeah, uh, you know, it's one of my greatest uh, accomplishments and achievements, and I always say, like, I, I didn't get a chance to make it as a player. I always wanted to be a player. But I did get a chance to to be a coach uh, for for what I think is probably the greatest franchise in sports and work with some of the greatest people, um, you know, greatest talents that the game has ever seen. So for that, I'm, I'm always grateful. I, I wear the ring usually when I have a speaking engagement or something or, you know, some sort of leadership event that I'm at. People get a kick out of it. They try it on. They take pictures. So that, <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of fun. But but for me, it's such a symbol of. Um, the end result of a lot of work and a lot of people working together and coming together for a very, very clear and singular cause, which was which was victory and winning. And and we did it. And I remember that final out. I was next to Andy Pettit in the dugout. We were both leaning on the dugout and we were just elated together um, watching that that final out of the game. So it was it was pretty cool. And we'll see if the New York Yankees can win number 28 their 28th World Championship later on this year in October, here in 2023. So this is a good start to the show. We're talking the New York Yankees this morning. Those were some sound bites from a conversation that I had with New York former New York Yankees strength and conditioning coach and coordinator Dana Cavalia on Short Time with Vin and Dave last year. Me and Dave Crossan spoke with Coach Cavalia. Those are a couple of the bites you can Check out the full conversation at 943thepoint.com, the 943thepoint app. Just go back and you'll be able to find the audio in the article uh, from that as well. So we're talking Yankees this morning. New York Yankees beat reporter Brian Hoke, who covers the Yankees for MLB.com, Yankees.com, and also an author, Mission 27 and 62, which is a book about Aaron Judge's uh, pursuit of 62 home runs last year. Brian Hoke will be joining me in just a little bit. Going to take a quick break here on Shore Sports Talk, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management on 94.3 The Point. Coming up next, I'm going to take you through the offseason of the New York Yankees as well, and you'll hear my conversations with New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone and New York Yankees utility player Oswaldo Cabrera, who is now playing a little bit of center field. So we'll talk more New York Yankees, more sports. Coming up in just about a minute on Shore Sports Talk on 94.3 The Point, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management. Welcome back to Shore Sports Talk, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management here on 94.3 The Point. I am Vin Avenue. We're talking sports, we're talking baseball, and we're talking New York Yankees here this morning. Just played for you a few clips from... Coach Dana Cavalia, former New York Yankees strength and conditioning coach from 2001 to 14, 
talking about what goes into preparing for a Major League Baseball season during his time with the Yankees and everything, and some stuff that still relates, of course. And then he recapped a little bit about the 2009 World Series and, of course, the ring that he got as a member of the New York Yankees organization. We're talking Yankees this morning. Brian Hoke from MLB.com and Yankees.com, the Yankees beat reporter, joins me in just a few minutes here on Shore Sports Talk on 94.3 The Point. Right now, though, we're going to take a little bit of a dive into the offseason, some conversations that I've mentioned on the show in the past, and you could see it on my Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn at Vin Avenue. It is conversations that I had with New York Yankees utility player Oswaldo Cabrera and New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone. I spoke with Oswaldo Cabrera to set this up again here. When he came down to Belmar in December, first he surprised a group of little leaguers from Asbury Park in a very special ceremony. And then he met with Yankee fans of all ages at current rehab and performance over there in Belmar. And I had a chance in between to speak with Oswaldo Cabrera on what last year was like and what he's looking forward to this season, playing positions and getting back out there and playing for the Yankees in the Bronx. First, uh, what, what was it like to meet with the kids and be able to give back to little leaguers? I always love this. Love the the way that the people comes to me with showing me all the love and especially with the kids here in New York, see how they love me, you know? So it's every time that I'm coming here, it's special. What is the biggest piece of advice you like to give Little Leaguers aspiring to maybe play in high school, maybe play, have a dream of playing in the majors one day like you once did? Never stop, stop dream. That's my, that's my best tip that I can say all the time because I, wa- I was a dreamer when I was young, and I'm here now, so I never stop dream. What's it like for you, obviously, since coming up in August, to be able to start to live out your major league dream and then heading into a full season? Like I say, that's a dream. That's a dream, but I was working for it. I was working so hard when I was young, when I signed it. And this year, the Yankees got the opportunity to, to bring me up to the team, and I feel that like a bless, too. That for sure is a bless. How excited are you for uh, for a full season of Yankees baseball playing at any number of six different positions? <laughs> I'm working so hard right now to improve myself. So I just want to be ready for the manager and the coach need me. Be ready for the game. Oswaldo, thanks for the time. Thank you. Oswaldo uh, is a special player, and now he's playing. Now he can play really a uh, second, short, third, first, left, right. And it can now be seven different positions because he just played a little bit of center field um, during the week. So we'll see where Oswaldo Cabrera could play. A super utility player, switch hitter, hits could hit for a high average. He's got a little bit of pop to his bat as well. So I don't think he's going to play at one specific position most of the time. I think he's going to bounce around the diamond, give another guy a day off. or Especially if he's riding a hot bat, he's going to be in there quite often. Um, the Yankees got a, a really good team, a really good roster put, get, that has been put together over the course of the offseason. A couple injuries to get over, but for the most part, everybody healthy at the moment. Um, back in the beginning of February, New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone had a meet and greet with some Yankee fans at Convention Hall in Asbury Park. And after he took some pictures and met with uh, members of the military and veterans, and signed some autographs for fans as well. I had a chance to talk to New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone, and I asked him 
you know, what are some of the things that you and the coaching staff and the organization has taken away from last year? And, you know, how you get to work towards bringing a title back to the Bronx? Aaron, uh, what, what were some of your takeaways from last season? What are some of the things that you and the coaching staff are working on, some things that you think the team uh, needs to work on for the season to ultimately bring a title back to the Bronx? Well, I mean, you're always trying to improve on the margins. Obviously, we've, we'll have a few different people in there. You hope always for, you know, the best health possible. This year, um, you know, we'll have a full full spring training to uh, kind of get accustomed and incorporate the new rules that are coming in Major League Baseball with the bigger bases, the no shift, the rules of engagement on the mound, and, and, of course, the pitch clock. So we'll put a lot of focus into that, especially in the early days of spring training, to try and get ourselves adapted. Aaron, appreciate the time. Thank you. You bet. And that was New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone when I had a chance to speak with him in Asbury Park last month. Before him, Oswaldo Cabrera. The Yankees got some, they certainly have the team, the pieces to win a World Series this year. It's just, can they put it all together over the course of 162 and then, you know, play in the playoffs, so to speak. You know, it's not just getting in and it's not just winning in the first round. They've shown over the last few years that they could get to the ALCS, but uh, three times now since 17, they can't get past the Houston Astros. Yes, they're without Verlander, but they're still a really loaded roster. they got a really good pitching staff, um, and they're going to be tough to beat again this season. So how good are the Yankees? Um, and they got a tough competition in the American League East as well. The Blue Jays are, um, you know, rocked and ready to go, reloaded, uh, adding a couple pieces, including Don, Matt- Don Mattingly to the coaching staff. Uh, so the Blue Jays will be right there. You know, this time last year, I thought the Yankees were going to go into the season and they'd win for uh, the AL East and the Blue Jays would finish right behind them. Um, the Yankees did win the AL East and they were starting to run away with things in the first half and then they hit a second half sort of um, low point in the roller coaster ride. And then they figured things out toward the end of August and really in September to, you know, right the ship. So how will they do this season? The Blue Jays are there. The Orioles um, made a, a bid toward the playoffs towards the end there. Um, and they'll be, they'll be even better this year. So the Orioles will be there. In my opinion, I think it'll be the Yankees followed by the Blue Jays maybe within a couple games, and then the Orioles, and then the Rays and Red Sox in either fourth or fifth. I don't think the Rays will be as good this year. I don't think the Red Sox will be as good either. They lost even more pieces. Um, the Yankees got a shot. I think they'll win the AL East, and the AL Central still top-heavy. I mean, Cleveland will, I think, win. I know the the Twins have added some pieces, so they, they got a shot as well. Um, Royals, Tigers, still rebuilding. I don't think they'll be that good. Um, White Sox, are, I don't even know. Uh, I don't think they'll be that good either. I think they have the pieces where they should be better than they were. Um, but we'll see what happens there. And then you have the Astros in the West. You have the Seattle Mariners who are got that playoff experience. They'll be really good this year. It'll make for an interesting race in the AL West, and I think the Mariners have an outside shot, a real shot, to win that division over the Houston Astros. I think the Astros will win, but the but the Mariners could certainly make that happen. Oakland is um, sort of 
mid-division. They may even finish last. The Angels should be better. They, you know, I think the last few years you go into the season thinking that the Angels will compete for the division, and then uh, they don't get far into the season before that possibility uh, is no longer a reality. Um, Texas Rangers, obviously they made some big splash moves in the offseason. They'll be better. I don't know that they'll be as good as the Mariners or the Astros, so not this year. So, you know, it may come down again to the Yankees and the Astros and the ALCS. And if it does, do the Yankees have the offense it takes to go up against a really, really good Houston Astros pitching staff? How will they get from spring training where we're at now through the regular season and into the playoffs? Will this be the year that they can win their 28th championship? Will they be able to stay healthy? Will they have to have an active um, end of July, beginning of August, near the trade deadline to make some moves? What young ball players make an impact on the ball club this year? Um, how will the, the lineup be put together? Who's going to make the differences? Can Giancarlo Stanton stay healthy for the whole season? That is key. Um, to have him and Rizzo either before or after Judge in that lineup. Will DJ LeMahieu stay healthy? How healthy is that foot and that toe? How will a full season of Harrison Bader look? It looked really good in the playoffs. So there's a lot of questions to be answered. So that I have some... I mean, I'm optimistic they'll be able to get the job done and win, but it's not the way it felt, you know, in parts of the last couple of years. Where I'm like, oh man, they got a loaded team here. They still got some questions to answer because they got shut down in the playoffs. Uh, they found a way to, you know, beat the Guardians in the division series, but they just their offense did not look good in the playoffs at all. Um, and those are where the biggest questions are, top to bottom. It's not. Oh, well, they got Judge. Well, they need players beyond Judge to hit and get on base, or other teams are just not going to pitch to Aaron Judge, or they're going to pitch around him and make it impossible for him to, or nearly impossible for him to get those big hits because nobody's on base and nobody else is hitting. So a lot to focus on, a lot to do. New York Yankees beat reporter Brian Hoke from MLB.com and NewYorkYankees.com is joining me on the other side of this break here on Shore Sports Talk, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management on 94.3 The Point.